And I want to welcome everybody into Crashing Game Night. My name is Matt DiOrio. Tonight, Crashing Game Night with us is Splatoon and Esports Commentator 9. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me. And down in the corner, the man with the beanie, our Funkle Fester, Gerard Barrer. What is up, all of my favorite and wonderful nerds? Guess what your lucky number is tonight? That's right. We already know because it's nine. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for joining us tonight. I, I, I have questions on how to be competitive, how to freaking win. I'm excited. And of course. Oh, hey, how's it going, guys? Man in the corner. <laughs> the man with the couch. Lions man, Jason Palladio. How's it going, guys? How's it What's going up? tonight? Nine, thank you. Welcome to our uh, beloved couch. <laughs> I, know, I, I hope it's better than uh, some of the commentary chairs, but uh, welcome. <laughs> I mean, it's got, I, it looks like it has better lumbar support. So you know oh, what? This yeah, is yeah, a step yeah. up for sure. There we go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, so commentating, yes. Like, are you, are you, uh, I mean, just for the, for the people out there, like Splatoon, Splatoon 2. Yeah. All the Splatoons. Yeah. All the Three. Splatoons. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I started commentating Super Smash Brothers Melee. That was the first oh, game that nice. I started okay. casting way back nice. in like 2013. Um, I grew up in a small farm town where I think the population was like 90, and that was also the average age of the person living there. So I didn't <laughs> have many people to play with. Um, so when I moved up to college, uh, I started playing Melee seriously. Started commentating Melee because uh, I watched a lot of Melee, and a lot of my favorite commentators were there. And... Um, Melee was a great joy to play, compete in, and commentate. And then it just got hit by a goopy, fun, squid-talking missile named Splatoon. Mm. Um, and from then on out, it was... I knew that was my game. Sometimes you just see a game and you're like... That's, that's, it. that's the that's one. It. That's, that's it. it. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> exactly. So, sorry for stepping away. You know, it's what happens when you have AirPods on your account and your kids turn on their iPad. <laughs> it just steals them um and uh jerry my wife says her usual hi Ew. <laughs> Ew. um and newman's back oh, what's newman's up here. newman welcome back my man oh no oh. what's up newman yeah so how is um how's everyone's week when i mean i'll start with you uh nine and you've been kind of a little busy this week but how you been How's your week treating you? Yeah, week's good. It's a, a busy, busy month at the nine to five. Um, but I, I will admit, uh, getting a random, random email really brightened up my week, brightened it all up. <laughs> yeah. Now it gave me something to look forward to on a Thursday night. Uh, so, you know, um, keeping up, can't complain. And like I said, I apologize. I want to have you on sooner. Just a matter of working through kind of all the lists of everyone. I mean, We've, we have a list that's a mile long of everybody we want to have on and, and whatnot. And like I said, I've been following you on Twitter and stuff since E3 2019, watching the Splatoon championship. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Jason, how's the, how's the Costco minute treating you? Uh, we're getting toilet paper back again. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> nice. Uh, toilet <laughs> so paper, paper towels. Are st- people are starting to act a little normal again. Not really. Living oh, okay. Still, but uh, it's okay. Hey, um, <clears throat> you know we're we're phasing into uh, holiday season, so all of your Good holiday 
all your holiday goodies are back, you know. Oh, God. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. We got pumpkins for days. Oh, pumpkins Lord. for days, huh? For days. For days. Yeah. Um, other than that, it's been, been pretty chill. Been pretty. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. And Jason, I got to ask, what game did you pause to come spend time with us? Um, actually, I jumped back doing uh, Phoenix Wright, the uh, the last nice. one. Nice. Finish it up. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, no, because I, I was like, my wife surprised me and got me the uh, the, the new one, the Naruhodo, um, the Great Ace Detective. Yeah, uh, like I gotta. Oh, oh nice. I got so hey. I, I gotta I gotta finish it now, and like it's been a, it's been on pause for quite a while. So, yep, I paused my game to be here. You know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, great sacrifice, bro. Thank you. Yeah, great yeah, sacrifice. Of course, of course. You know, so much, you know, bro. It's, it's okay. <laughs> after after this, I'm going straight to mahjong. Then, oh, okay. <laughs> I got my mahjong Thursday night. Shout out to my people out there, DJ Soso Jeff. I know you're streaming right now, so so funny here. <laughs> oh matt how how'd you we do I'm, matt Jerry? still Newman's, once again once again Newman's not true shots. not true <laughs> Newman's Newman's. Taking shots. oh it's i love documented. it i finished my games okay. no, just like, not what, final what, fantasy <laughs> <laughs> which i once I, again hey i will by the way by the way newman and Charles uh, Nine, I'm letting you know that like there's an ongoing joke between uh, Jerry because he's had Final Fantasy VII remake since like release and still has not finished it. I was able to get my PS5 before Jerry finished oh. Final Fantasy that's, VII. Yeah. So uh, I mean Newman, if you get your PS5, then that's it. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna kick Jerry off the show. We're gonna put you on Newman for a day. And, <laughs> See, well, I thought you were talking my spot for an episode. That's See, okay. I, okay. I thought you were talking about like one of the old, old eighty-hour Final Fantasy X on PS2. Like, oh, oh no, like, we're I finished those. that. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. So I, that I, one's done. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we're no, talking no, no. seven I, my, remake. My, my seven very remake. first game was Final Fantasy VII. I did eight, nine, ten. Unfortunately, ten two, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's actually where I stopped. Uh, but I finished all those games. I. I I grind, I get to level 99, 99, 99, but it was just, it was just bad timing. There were other games that were distracting me. And then, you know, if I, you get stuck somewhere. You're at the end though, Jerry, you're at the end. I know, I'm going to finish literally, it. Like you literally could just finish it as we're talking right now. That's how <laughs> close you are. It is so good to have Newman back. But to answer your question, yeah. Jerry, it's been, it's, it's been a week. Yeah. Scorp- yeah, yeah, just scorpions, you know, yeah. just scorpions. Found another one tonight. Uh, out back, chilling underneath the dumpster as I was taking trash out. Yeah, he got encased in a in a nice foam of scorpion killer. Good, but no, it's just been a it's just been a week of analytics. It's all right though. Nine hundred week nine, yeah, you know, all good. Yeah, he's yeah. got his. So none, I gotta want to ask you. So what got you in the, really though truly esports commentary, like the actual commentary piece of it, instead of like competing at it? Yeah. Um, so I think the uh, I guess if uh, you'll permit the origin story here, because it, it's funny with Splatoon itself. Um, you know, with Melee, I never had any illusions of commentating anything beyond like my locals just talking over my friends, having a good time. Um, Splatoon has lands that are typically attached to major smash events. 
Um, and we don't get many of those because it's community run and community organized. And you usually have to travel really far. So back in 2016, I entered a tournament to compete and uh, we shared a room with Smash 64. So that should tell you how many teams were there for Splatoon. It was not many. You can count it, <laughs> you can count it on two hands. Um, but I was sitting next to the commentary station to watch some Smash 64. And the TO happened to say, hey, do you want to commentate? The guy who was supposed to commentate didn't show up. So that's how I got set down to commentate oh, Splatoon. Sweet. Um, and then from there... Honestly, one thing led to another. Like, at no point really ever did I think anything of wanting to commentate esports or getting any bigger again than just commentating online Splatoon events because I love talking about the game. Um, and it wasn't really until Nintendo specifically reached out to me in uh, early 2018 to commentate um, their, their North American online event. And to take it back even further... Uh, I commentated another one of their events before E3 2017 for Splatoon 1, and I got to go to E3 as a spectator to watch the first Splatoon 2 World Championships. Um, that was how oh, I made the, uh, made the connections with some of the people at Nintendo. They watched a little bit more of my work, and from there... Um, That's how you, know, you do it. They, they brought me on. That's it was, how you utilize E3. That's that, it. It was it was an obsession. This like whole commentary bit, especially once I saw like what it looked like on the E3 stage, and suddenly like the scope and the veil was kind of lifted. I'm like, okay, that's the goal now. Like, I just wanted to have a good time, but like, let's see, let's just so, mess around here. So that was your do. calling moment. That's when you kind of found like this is that's what I want. That's what I want to do. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. my goal has always been to be the best Splatoon commentator I can be, and wherever that ended up. I was okay with that. If I could feel like whenever I commentate, I do a really good job, that was enough for me. And I tell people I just got lucky that they seemed to like what they saw. And, um, you know, they reached out to me to ask if I wanted to commentate E3 2018. Um, I already had a, a good relationship at the time with uh, Jordan Kent, who was the co-commentator and kind of the head of most of Nintendo's uh, big events that they do. Um, Sweet. I had actually reached out to him uh, to ask for advice on commentating because he has done play-by-play -play for the Portland Trailblazers. He's been a yeah. host for the Pac-12 Network and all sorts of things. And I reached out to Dang. him totally cold calling and he set aside an hour of his time, gave me advice. I took three pages worth of notes and that's really kind of how it was. There was never an ambition to go esports. I was just like, if that's where the peak of Splatoon commentary is, if that's like the goal, then let's see if I make it. And, you know, that's, I, I always say, I'm just a guy who loves Splatoon, who got lucky and here we are. So. But you are, you are really good at what you do though, because I can remember E3 2019 and watching the Mario maker and then Splatoon was with it. And I had no idea what Splatoon really was. And I was like, let's just watch it. You know, it was, something to watch for E3 relation and you know the way you were talking about the game and you can tell your passion for it right it was able I was like okay cool this is kind of let's let's watch it let's see what happens and honestly some of those matches were insane yeah just from a from a person that's never really watched them it's just the back and the forth and then it's all of a sudden it's like boom it's over it's like what <laughs> you know <laughs> um and the cons, like just the concept of the game, like I think that's why it got so popular so quick was that it's just so it's unique and it's not your typical 
like shooter or multiplayer shooter or fighter. Like it's, it really is very unique. What is yeah. it about Splatoon that you love and that has made you gravitate towards it since the beginning? How long is this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> we go about an hour, but yeah. you know. Hey, you know what? <laughs> All right. So I'll give you the, I'll give you the hey. short version. We go off rails. You know this. Yeah. <laughs> so I... <sighs> You know, I was trying to anticipate what questions you all might ask tonight to prepare some answers. And <laughs> I knew this question would get asked and I still couldn't come up with an answer. So <laughs> I will say the thing that excites me the most about the game is that there's always something happening. There is no period in Splatoon, especially at high level, where you have a moment to collect yourself. And um, and I mean that as no disrespect to any game where there's, if there's a team wipe, there's, you know, a 15 or 20 second period where you can kind of reanalyze or you sit back to build up ults. I don't have any issue with that, but when I played Splatoon for the first time, I realized there's always somebody doing something to contribute. It's if you're back at respawn circle, you're still picking out who you're going to super jump to, to get back into the map. So every character has a built-in teleport. Everybody, every character has a built-in stealth. Every character has built-in speed boost. They nice. have made everybody, every character so powerful that you're always doing something. And that was what drew me in at the start. Like, of course, the paint mechanics are really cool, and that's a whole other conversation, but they're, it's nonstop. And I, you mentioned watching it and just being kind of blown away. Um, there's, there's just never a moment where you can rest when watching Splatoon or playing Splatoon or commentating Splatoon. And you finish one of the ranked matches, which are five minutes, a little longer if they go into overtime, and you feel like an hour has passed. And yet, for some reason, you also feel like 10 seconds passed. And you could just lose days of your life playing those games, as I you know, totally have. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get it. So given that Splatoon 3 is on the horizon, is Splatoon 2 worth jumping into at this point? Or should somebody new to the whole Splatoon scene just kind of hold off until early next year when we get three well um as maybe the most biased party on this uh, <laughs> i mean so it, we know splatoon 3 is on the horizon but we don't have a date yet you know mm -hmm. it's always always a chance for a delay i mean of course i'm gonna tell you to pick up splatoon 2 if only so that when splatoon 3 comes out you'll be able to jump into it already understanding the mechanics of it mm -hmm. um splatoon does a fantastic job both one and two of using its single player mode to teach you the mechanics you need to then eventually move on oh there's uh, a single player mode oh yes there is and uh, there's okay. a there's dlc for it called the octo expansion um it's incredible dlc uh it's sort of a more like an advanced mechanics tutorial and that's very difficult to do because by nature most people assume that advanced mechanics are developed by competitive players for competitive players and don't have any bearing for most people, but mm. um, not the case. Uh, Octo expansion does a great job of that. And you, you don't have to wait more than 30 seconds to get a match regardless. Uh, it's worldwide matchmaking. You'll jump right into games. And by the time Splatoon three comes out, they're not going to change the base mechanics of the game. You'll pick up so many fundamentals that you can hit the ground running with three um, but I, I too am quite excited for Splatoon 3. Having having a single player mode kind of makes it a little bit more enticing for me yeah, to grab me it too. now. I kinda, I'm kind of um, interested. Because I always thought, and to that point, right, I always thought that it was just like one of those online multiplayer only type games. Yeah. You know, and didn't really have an offline mode. So now I got to really think about that. Um, <laughs> so with the esports and stuff and how long you've been doing it, in, in this age of COVID, how has it impacted 
the games and stuff that you have covered, both from Splatoon perspective and the other games? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And I think that Splatoon is fortunate in a sense that most of our tournaments were online to begin with. Um, Because it's a worldwide game um, with top teams in every region, uh, we're used to having to play all weird hours of the day, playing online uh, and commentating online as well. I remember, um, you know, when COVID uh, really began and a lot of these other games were moving online, some friends of mine who commentate things like Smash Ultimate reached out to me and they were like, hey, how do you commentate online? How do you commentate without having the person next to you? Because that's what we were just used to. It was all we yeah. knew. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's the main thing that it has changed is, of course, we don't have our, our land tournaments. I know I mentioned one earlier, but those were really the opportunity for everyone to travel together and see each other. There were only a handful of years, so it wasn't uncommon for the same group of, I mean, you'd have about 200 entrants usually, but the same 50 would kind of go to every land as a big mm-hmm. friend group. So that's was very important for kind of re uh, kind of relighting the love of the game. Cause you know, any game you spend a thousand hours with, you're going to get tired of eventually, but that was a great way to make everybody excited again. And I would say the biggest thing is uh, we lost worlds because uh, mm-hmm. the world championships we're always in Las Vegas. They always flew out the top team in Japan, the top team in Europe, top team in Australia, top team in the United States. Wow. Um, yeah, that's insane. That's yeah. crazy. And we didn't get that. Um, and, you know, that that hurts. Losing your premier tournament that everyone strives to win uh, is going to put a damper on things. And, you know, 2020, that was difficult. <laughs> 2019, we had a tournament at PAX. We had a tournament at Genesis. There was a tournament where the winning team got to go to Japan uh, to compete in a oh. top Japanese tournament. And suddenly all of that, all those prizes just went away because, um, you know, obviously you, can, yeah. right, obviously you couldn't travel. And it was yeah, even yeah. bigger. I'll tell you, it, it was even bigger in Japan uh, because Splatoon is cultural in Japan. It's it's not a big game. It is their second or third depending on the month biggest esports game period wow it is is that big yeah yeah no it is it is massive they have cafes there everything it's a cultural game and um most of their tournaments are like big tournaments are almost festivals uh their big event is called koshin and does just that so they couldn't have those either um and that i would argue kind of hurt the development of the game and the meta game as a whole just as much as anything in the states did and that's funny you mentioned that because I remember when they were talking about some of the teams that went to E3 2019 for the, the championship there and like seeing the way that like the teams come out and everyone's cheering them, trying to like high five them. Like they're a, and the pop, yeah, the popularity like a football that player was, or something. Like that, that, was the, was that was like the loudest area. It was crazy. Um, so with that, let me ask you your, your thoughts because I know we've, we've talked about it at length and, you know, we were looking forward to E3 2020, um, you know, and then 2021 and, and whatnot. Do you do you think we see E3 back and Splatoon potentially back at E3 next year? Man, that's a tough call. I If I had a coin here, I'd flip it. Um, because I can say with absolute certainty that if there is an E3, Nintendo is going to try their hardest to get a a Worlds or a Splatoon 3 like invitational similar to what they did mm-hmm. with Splatoon 2. Um, 
they absolutely want to do that. That I I know for certain. It's a huge event. It always got millions of views. They put it up on Disney XD and CBS last year. Like it was a national yeah. broadcast. Oh, it's wow. a, it's oh. a huge event, and they love it. It's great promotion. Um, so they're gonna try. I know that, but I mean. <sighs> I feel like a lot of people towards the end of 2020 probably thought we were going to have an in-person big event at E3 2021. And clearly that didn't happen. So yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I can say they want to, but uh, a lot of other questions to be answered, I suppose. Yeah. And that's, I mean, we, we've talked about it length. I mean, cause yeah. we've been going to eat virtually every E3 since, I mean, we've all met like 2014. I know mm-hmm. Jason, Jerry, you guys went to it before that. Theo did as well. Um, the only time I skipped was 2017 when my son was born. Um, you know, um, I I want it back. But at this point, the way Jeff Keighley's going with the Game Awards and all of that over Summer Game Fest, I I don't know if I don't know if it can come back in it in the form it was. Right. Yeah, and if it comes down to it, I think if anything, Nintendo just needs to put on their own show, because you know now that Sony's no longer there, they are the like the hot ticket over in you know on that side. I mean, even in yeah. 2019, you know, Sony just had a little go sit down theater, pretty much, you know, go watch stuff. For Nintendo's booth, we had you know all the different games there that you could try: Luigi's Mansion, Pokemon, yeah. you know. Zelda Link's Awakening, all of that. So I would love to see it come back, if not just for Nintendo. Um, and with that too, is what is it about Nintendo that you love? Because obviously, I mean, look at your background. Let's <laughs> let's count the yeah. ways. You know, <laughs> Splatoon and Zelda. You've got the Master Sword replica up there. Um, what is it about Nintendo that you love so much? <sighs> well, I... You know, it would behoove me to like skip the fact that my first console console my first, when I was three years old, I got a Game Boy Color and Super Mario Bros. Deluxe. And wow, a couple months later, got Pokemon Red. So you know, I there's some legacy to this. You know, you grow <laughs> up playing it. You yeah. play Pokemon and Mario, and then suddenly you see the Nintendo 64. Super Mario yep. 64 is there, and you're just like. This is unbelievable. Yeah. No game could ever be better than this. Yeah. And then, you know, the GameCube comes out, you see Luigi's Mansion, you see Melee. And, you know, that that era of like 96 to like 2000 and I don't know, three or four. Maybe, yeah. I mean, it was just unbelievable. I felt like in those six years, it was like every time I turned on the TV, there was a commercial for a new Nintendo product that... Uh, it was just a huge rush for me. And since then, um, the franchises I've, I fell in love with uh, just kind of keep pumping stuff out. And, you know, I, I've branched out, of course. I've got a PS2 in my closet, just like everybody else in the world. But Sweet. Um, <laughs> I needed to play Star Ocean somehow. But, um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I think a lot of it is just you fall in love with with the just general design, the the colorful nature of it. And you just kind of keep rolling with it. And, uh, you know, more games come out. I've got, you know, several franchises that I love just keep pumping out games. Um, you probably see, I've got a couple different Ikes back there. Um, and I've got a, got a sword up there at the top as well. So fire emblem is big for me, obviously Zelda. We just keep coming up with those and, um, you know, the stuff's fun and I, 
like fun things. So <laughs> I, I, I totally agree with you. And, and especially with that timeline, but I was also going to comment. Um, how about all of the limited edition, like 3DS, 3DS, uh, uh, lights, all those, like, remember Jason, we yeah. scoured to try and get those special editions, bro. Oh. And they were all, always, we always saw announcements for them too. But yeah, I totally agree. Nintendo around that time, my, mm-hmm. man, it was just, they were everywhere. Yeah. So nine, speaking of you loving Fire Emblem, do you think we get Switch versions of the Cube and and we? titles that have been rumored i will stream myself sobbing if we do uh i mean my two full disclosure like i've got or, or like a switch like re- remaster uh remake i would cry even harder i in like so uh, full disclosure to you i i have thousands of hours in splatoon 2 but i've beaten path of radiance and radiant dawn over 20 times each and those are long games but those I, are long those wow are long. like i those two are my favorite games. Ike is my favorite character, like, of all time. Um, so, like, I have, every time that rumor comes up, I always retweet my tweet saying that if they do ever release these, I'm going to do a 24-hour stream because I'm that confident it won't happen. Because <laughs> uh, despite oh, Ike winning... Despite Ike winning virtually every popularity poll that there is, Nintendo likes to pretend that uh, he doesn't exist, and yeah. um, his games continue to cost uh, three hundred dollars a pop. So, I yes. mean, if it did happen, I'll, I'll stream myself sobbing, and then I'll stream myself playing it until you know my eyes fall out. But um, yeah, I those games so 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 good, and I'm as much of a Fire Emblem elitist as you'll find. Uh, that's the dark side of of my love of Fire Emblem. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a hugely formative and important franchise for my life. Um, I think Path of Radiance came out in like 2005. Uh, I would have been like junior high, high school at that point. And then having a character like Ike, who was like right around my age going on his journey. I mean, everyone's got a sappy story with a character that they connected with at that age. And, um, yeah, if it ever happens, uh, that replica up there will, uh, you'll just see me running down the street, swinging it at people. (laughs) (laughs) And then the next... And then the next thing we'll see uh, on the news, nine arrested for uh, <laughs> menacing with a deadly weapon. Um, I mean, I, I have more faith that I think it would come out as a at least a remaster. Well, on Switch yeah, or, I mean, or hold something. on, though. We had we had faith that in this year of the anniversary of not only Zelda and Metroid, that we would get okay, some yeah, sort true. of an anniversary collection. And yeah. we're October and. We're not out of Q4, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we're not down and out yet. We're not down and out Uh, yet. Yeah, that's true. And then, you know, Nintendo has always kept this kind of it's Nintendo elusiveness. Yeah, (laughs) they've always been they've always been unpredictable. Yeah. So I mean, you we know, got we got next month. That, so. You know, Black Friday is only a month yeah, away. Well, so next you know. uh, next up is uh, the Animal Crossing Direct tomorrow. Yeah, which we need some more content for that. Yeah, can't wait for them to uh, not add Brewster, but instead add in the uh, Panel the Pawn uh, mode instead, the puzzle game. I'll just yeah. uh, that'll be enough for me. I, I want I, I want Rossetti back. Uh I mean, I have, I have, a, I have, a, I have a replica of him that, outside my house that in my town. Was so but, great. I mean, God, any, was fan like, of, any fan of Animal Crossing understands the lecture that you got from Rossetti because you cheated. 
Yeah, I was nine years old when he lectured me for the first time. I wasn't ready for that. Are you kidding me? Like, you, you were certainly old enough to like not want to lecture while you're playing a game. So it it terrified me. I don't know why, but like, I That's don't know. So funny. I mean, he was straight up not nice about it. Well, it, it was, was also like, like the first time I'd ever seen a game tell me not to reset. Like yeah. that was the other thing. Like normally... I don't know. I play video game. I turn off video game and that's the end of it. Yep. Like here yeah. I play video game. I turn it on and then the game yells at me. That's not what I signed up for. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, but yeah, I'm hoping we get some good content, but honestly, I would love to see the, the OG content come back where you could have like the master store and the R wing, you know, things like that in your house. You know, it's it's been a while since we've been able to have that, and I I would love to be able to see that. Um, when I mean, you talk about spending thousand hours with a game, I think I'm up near almost eight hundred hours <laughs> on New Horizon right now. You're committed. That's great. But hey, I, I just put out all my Halloween decorations. I couldn't do it. So, <laughs> um, but yeah. So, what are your what are your franchises? Your your go to Nintendo franchises outside of Fire Emblem and Splatoon. Sure. Um, well, you can see, uh, <coughs> I'm going to do that every time. Uh, my boy Isaac <laughs> right there. Um, we pray for another golden sun. The sun will rise again one day. Um, <laughs> so golden sun, another game from right around that just ludicrously stacked 96 to 2003 era. Um, the world ends with you, another game from a little later, but the world ends with you. And I've 100%ed uh, Neo, the world ends with you. A legit 100%, not the like 100% story content, 100% everything. So I've gone through all of that. Um, Shin Megami Tensei uh, is a big one. Not as much a fan of Persona, nothing against it, just not really my style as much as the the specific like dark, devastating undertone, not even undertones, the dark, devastating <laughs> backdrop of uh, Shin Megami Tensei. So SMT5 is big for me. And then, of course, uh, you can see back there Zelda. Um, I speedrun Ocarina of Time randomizers, um, and I'm a huge Zelda like lore nerd as well. So um, I guess those would be the big ones just off the top of my head. Sweet. Okay, so let me ask you this. From a lore perspective, yeah. what timeline does Breath of the Wild fit into? All three. It's uh, the, <laughs> the eventual uh, singularity is they all end up at Breath of the Wild. That's uh that's my my take on it is it doesn't matter which timeline you go to, uh Breath of the Wild is inevitable, is uh my my fan fiction of it. But that's what I, I like to actually believe. I like that theory. I do too. I like I that never theory. really considered that because I always looked at it as it couldn't make up its mind because it kind of says, yeah, it's a sequel to Ocarina, but then it has very much Wind Waker areas. Mm-hmm. you know rock salt in places that there's no body of water and we know how rock salt's formed and to actually think about that as a convergence I like no matter what it's That's it's cool. all leading to breath of the wild i wow so nine when you're commentating these these big events um and you're watching you're you're around all of these pro players and you i consider you a pro player you got into it you you com- you competed you Which certainly put awesome. my ass at it. Yeah. <laughs> and especially like I- I've seen the controls on 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 Splatoon. Like they're they're a little different. Mm-hmm. So like I that's awesome. But my but my question is is like uh does equipment like do do the, the players use certain equipment or or like uh uh, uh keyboard and Gear. mouse? 
or like, or, or are they purely like pro con or uh, well, yeah, pro controller or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's exclusively pro controller. Occasionally, you'll find okay. somebody who uses the Joy Cons, but most. So I'll I'll say almost everyone who's a top player in Splatoon Two was a top player in Splatoon One. Uh, in Splatoon One, you only had one option. You had the gamepad. So um, the pro controller offers the closest experience to the gamepad, and of course, pretty much again, everybody plays with motion controls. Um, ironically enough, the gamepad is actually more responsive than the pro controller was, but. Um, you know, people still go with the pro controller. So in terms of gear about the most exciting you'll get is what headphones they wear. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, cool. That's interesting. You say that about the, about the old, uh, Wii U gamepad. Yeah. Compared to the the pro controller. Yeah. Um, It's, uh, I, I think I don't know exactly what the details are, but there are plenty of tests of the latency and the game pad, as I recall, someone is going to roast me for this later, but I believe it's about six milliseconds more responsive than the pro controller, which wow. isn't nothing in a game that's, you know, only 60 FPS, but you know, yeah. it's something. So, you know, uh, I think, uh, wrong, yeah, I think, I think it's more like 6.5, 6.5. Definitely. <laughs> but, uh, uh, well, yeah. I'm, I'm no, glad I'm somebody just, fact checked me here. I'm glad <laughs> no, I Jerry for it. Someone, I'm going to get like a discord. If anybody really later. roasts you about that, that's ridiculous. A lot of those, they like, you know, every little bit helps, you know, those, I get those mm-hmm. things. But, yeah. You know, I, I feel like I mean, it's just all the feel, you know, yeah. cause like, it's like when, uh, when you have uh, players that play in fighting games, like they have their own certain stick that they always use. Yep. It feels the same way. You know, you get that feel, you start, you like, it feels right. You know, it mm. doesn't feel like it's a different controller. It feels like, okay, like, and then it's always saying, what, what kind of strategies do you see uh, during, during the competitions? Because it's, it's also like, online. You got to be strategic it's, and you, your yeah. team has to like, kind of work it yeah work as a team and and hit your areas with the all the paint but like could you explain that yeah so um the the base strategy so splatoon i guess to backup has five different modes uh turf war which is the one most people know whoever covers the most Mm -hmm. map wins flat zones which is kind of like a king of the hill you paint a specific area and then hold it from keeping the opponent to paint it tower control is sort of like payload you stand on a tower and it moves towards the opponent's base they try to shoot you off of it Rainmaker, which is basically capture the flag, except you take it to their base. And then Clam Blitz, which <laughs> has no comparison, but you grab a bunch of little clams, make one big football, and throw that in the basket to score points. I, I don't have a reference <laughs> point for that one. I'm sorry. Um, but I, I got to say, that's pretty random. <laughs> it is. And so random. We, there are still a ton of people who, like, even at top levels of competitive player, like, yeah, this makes no sense. We're just gonna, <laughs> we're just gonna go guns blazing in and trust that if all of you are in the respawn circle, we'll probably win. Um, but That's I would funny. say the the main strategies, and this is kind of one of the things I find so fascinating about Splatoon, is turf control, paint control, ink control is a million different ways to describe it. Is it cannot be understated in the game of Splatoon because you are more mobile when you are swimming in your own ink. You take damage when standing in opponent's ink. Shooting enemy ink and making it yours is how you build your special meter. And on top of all of that, it slows your opponent down. If they have to paint, even if all of you are down, if they have to paint the map to get to a relevant area, you've bought yourself precious seconds to come back through. So in terms of strategy, of course, it's it's so variable based on yeah. your skill sets. There's over 100 weapons in the game. 
So it's very difficult to cool. kind of like pin it all down. I'm actually, but I am even more interested now. Yeah, yeah. I, dude, it is alchemical the way that like a hundred plus weapons can come together to create a random combination of, of weapons that have, you know, pair ups that you could never even imagine because there's a hundred weapons and no one's going to play them all at the top level. But the principles of making sure that you control relevant areas of the map by painting it and then moving up and just slowly seeing the map turn. Um, I, I would say that's probably the best fundamental. And on that note, one of the other reasons why I think Splatoon is so fun for people to watch, and this is just a brilliant part of game design. At any point, you can see who is currently in control of the map by what color it is. Like, I, when you oh, stop to cool. think about wow. it, like, yeah. you don't need to look at any numbers. You don't need to look at, you don't need to know any prior knowledge. Is That's the map true. blue? The blue team's probably in control. They have the ball, so to speak. They might not be winning the whole thing, but they're making a play. Now it's yellow. Well, okay, the blue team probably messed up, and now it's yellow's turn. And that's all you have to do to know the basic flow of the match is following. Now, of course, there are exceptions, but mm -hmm. um, there's always exceptions. And I think that's just a very, like, clever piece of game design is whatever color the map is, that's the team that's currently winning. Mm -hmm. That's interesting because, once again, that makes how the game is just so unique. I mean, that's that's actually pretty cool. Super fast paced. He's Honestly, making me want to. just making yeah. me actually really now, consider it now. More if and we more could, still. if we could get a, a, <laughs> maybe a couple pro tips, like what what uh, weapons in the in the game are best best to be utilized during during play. <laughs> sure. I mean, are you you got to promise do, not what do to the laugh? Pros use? Yeah, you got to promise not to laugh when I say these these weapon names here because okay. the fun part. Is they all have really funny names. names. Are they really? Yeah. yeah. So we have. The custom jet squelcher. So there you go. There's one of them for That's you. Awesome. Uh, the Kensa 52 gal. <laughs> the Neo Splashomatic. The, these all sound like Rick and Morty like adventures. I love it. <laughs> they I absolutely actually, I really do. like it. Yeah. And then the very first weapon you get in the game, the Splattershot Junior. Those are all <laughs> I love weapons. That. Um, and then another one you'll enjoy, the NZAP 85. And it is based on the old NZAP Zapper. It's there's it's even they've even oh, got wow. the Famicom colors uh, and the oh, orange oh, wow. color as That's well funny. as the That's release cool. that we got. Cool. So That's any awesome. of those weapons, you can't go wrong. Um, but yeah, as you go further. Okay. You'll find weapons like the Blob Lobber. Uh, so I wish I could make any of these names up, but they've so already awesome. taken all the funny names from me. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm so, super interested now. That's that's cool. So let's let's talk about somebody getting roasted, actually, because I know Nine, you and I were kind of talking about this before the guys got on. So this past week, of course, we had Metroid Dread come out, mm -hmm. which Nine, you finished it. Yeah, I'm, are, you, are you done, Matt? No, I'm not done yet. Slacker. <laughs> you slacker. Um, you know, I've got kids too. So they, you know, at, at nighttime when I'm getting ready for bed, if they decide they want to do Metroid Dread, Cody and I are playing it. He's wanting to still play Mario and Rabbids. You know, <laughs> so we're still working yeah, through that. Take and, your time. Enjoy the game. You know, and Riley's been wanting to play Animal Crossing. Nice. So I'll be playing that, and then of course, you know, when he's really ready to go for, to bed and he's tired, we'll we'll put on MLB the show. But uh, no, so Kotaku put out an article that led with the whole opening of "Hey, if you work for Nintendo, ignore <laughs> this article." Very funny, and pretend it doesn't exist. For everybody else, Metroid Dread is running 4K on PC. 
And here's how you do it. So first I want to, I want to start with you like your take on that. I mean, one, we've, you and I both played dread and, you know, we'll talk about that here in a minute, our thoughts on it. But when you see a game news organization like Kotaku that has the reputation of Kotaku, which is starting to slowly go downhill with some of the articles they've been put out lately, but like, how does it make you feel? Well, as, I, as a fan, especially I, I, of Nintendo's. Sure. No, I, I think the first thing is like, I, you know, we're all, nobody, nobody's fooled by the, like the article. We all know what it's actually about. And like people talking about, Oh, it's about emulation. Like that's not what it's about. Like that you can hide behind it, but like, let's all have a good faith argument about this and what it's, it's really about. And as I see it, what it's about is kind of a, a subtle protest against, you know, Nintendo's admittedly not great record on game preservation. Um, and you know, that's, I, I get where that's coming from, but Dread needs sales. Metroid needs sales. Like it is, it's, it's well-documented how poorly Metroid has sold, even the best of the Metroid series, like Super Metroid, which a lot of people consider a masterpiece sold absolutely horribly. I think it sold worse than all three of the Donkey Kong countries. And like, those are good games, but like, Okay, two of them are good games, but like, <laughs> I like true. it's yes. it, it needed this, and the fact that we had to wait 19 years for another true 2D Metroid again, all this yeah. is documented. I think that's what like what hurts the most here. I, I do think, as much as I love Nintendo, you know their <laughs> stance on like their their stance on emulation and game preservation. Like, you know, I, I do have some issues with it, just being perfectly frank. I think a lot of fans of gaming and gaming archiving probably do. But, like, I think it was, you know, a very, I don't know, just poorly timed way to go about it. Like It was a cheap shot. It was. And, mm -hmm. you know, like, 4K, okay, Dread looks amazing on the Switch, right? Like, 4K resolution is only going to do so much and... Again, I, I hear people saying the argument is about, well, they weren't talking about piracy. They were talking about emulation. Like that article wasn't about emulation. Like that's no. not what that was about. Nobody's fooled. And I, I just like, I get why, but why dread? <laughs> like, I love SMT5. Yeah. Do, do, it, do it to SMT5. Like whatever. <laughs> I mean, like that, do it to Mario Odyssey. I mean, do it to, yeah. you know, just, I, I mean, to your point, dread. Nine, let's, I just pulled up the sales, right? So when you look at Metroid, the original one sold 2.73 million units, and this is worldwide sales. Super Metroid, in comparison, only sold 1.42. It really was the fans that kept it alive. And which is so Metroid weird. 2 on the Game Boy sold more copies than Super Metroid. Metroid Fusion, 1.6. Metroid Prime, 2.84 million, which... I mean, arguably talking about the the era that we were talking about with GameCube and all that. I mean, that was a phenomenal game. Oh, yeah. And to take you inside yeah. Samus's suit for the first time and to be that well done. You Which know, I'm so weird. So with, with glad. such lackluster success. But the funny thing is, is it's a general consensus around the franchises of Nintendo, like Metroid's always mentioned it is it's I mean, obviously niche. it's always like mario zelda but then everyone goes like oh and metroid like yeah. oh yeah it's, i mean Nintendo, everyone refers to the well to me 
Super Metroid from Super Nintendo. Like that was, am- <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, it's that was um, one of the greatest games. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, like to your that's point, kind of crazy. To your point, though, nine is that Zero Mission was didn't even make a million sell a million copies. Um, Metroid Prime Two sold one point one. Prime Three was one point four. That was on Wii, man. That was on that, Wii, and I I thoroughly I enjoyed it. It's a like, good I game. The They're all good. Yeah. Like, and then and then you have other M at one point three, which I don't understand. How is it that other M is selling just as much as you know as Super Metroid did? Um, and then Samus Returns was only point five six million oh. copies. Oh. So I do know from the some of the stuff I've been seeing is that um, Dread in Japan has already sold as of weekending October 10th almost 90,000 copies, and it has outsold every Metroid game that has ever been released in Japan. Yep. And 90,000 too. And I think that shows you wow. like – just the power that dread or metroid has right now it's like hey this is there's a whole new generation of gamers that have never touched a metroid game mm. like a legit metroid game yeah they've played ori and they played you know other metroidvania games but they've never played pretty much the game that spawned an entire genre of gaming and yeah. i love seeing that everybody is enjoying the game and i've got you know, friends on Twitter, they're like, hey, I need to go finish this game on PS5. But you know what? I'm just going to go do another run of, of Dread. There are people that are speed running it now, mm-hmm. which is oh, insane yeah. to of me because yeah. I'm still playing the game. And, and this is the time, it. too. But this is this is also, I think, this is the best time that they chose to bring it out. Not just Dread, mm-hmm. but there, you know, there are rumors, I guess, even though we they did say Metroid mm-hmm. 4 is going to come out, but... We don't know when. So Metroid Prime 4, I honestly, personally, I don't think we see that until 2023. I don't personally. think we'll see it. Um, no, Retro's already doing it. Uh, Retro's... Like, it's going to be one of those just like... Really? It's going to be a while. It's going to be a, a long while. Because, I mean... It, but I think they want to keep up with... The, I think they want to keep up with the momentum of what Dread's kind I of mean, doing right now. And, and Well, the reason why Dread's picking up a lot of momentum, too, and this is my opinion... Uh, is because people are starting to get back into the retro. You know, we're, we're seeing a lot of old remakes. We're seeing a lot of remasters, etc. Yeah, uh, so what's 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 more retro than a Metroidvania kind of game? You know, when's the last time mm-hmm. we had a, a side scroller? When Mega Man Eleven came out, it was a huge like, whoa! Like we get another Mega Man again. Yeah, that's true. Versus versus Mighty Hero Nine or Mighty Hero Six, the one that just. Just oh, oh God, that was, we don't we don't, we don't oh talk God. about it anymore. Yeah, we don't talk fire. about that. We don't talk um, about that. But I mean, like, just remember, fire. like, just having Mega Man, a Mega Man numbered game, not like an X game, not a, a zero, like, just Mega Man Eleven. It was just like everyone was like, oh my God, like, jump back and on it, that train. It really wasn't anything different. It was it just was another Mega Man different. game, and it was nothing awesome. different. I except, still have it, except for just literally not pixelated. Yeah, you no, know, very smooth, and and, and yeah, people, and the controls were smooth. People want that smooth. retro again. Like yeah. people are like, all of us our age 
I was saying like, yo, dude, do you remember back in the day when we had like two buttons, A and B, <laughs> and then we're just like, ah, oh, dude, like you have to play this game and you can't really die because controllers you have to start, were so you have to uncomfortable. Start all over you, at the beginning again. You only password lives. Oh man, dude. Yeah, you had the password, you guys, so you, you had guys, to like. Do you guys remember letter. Game Genie? Yeah. Oh, yes. oh man. So I mean, like you, you have, Old, to have the yeah. passwords, and you have to like, oh man, <laughs> I missed a letter. Ah, oh, you're just done. And people want those retros again, and I feel that's why Dread is picking up its momentum now because Matt, myself, Jerry, grew up in that era where Metroidvania was like the thing to play because you're just like in this new I mean, world. You know, I mean, like when Strider came out remade, I was like, "Oh, dude, I want to get it. I got Strider. it." I was, wow. I was, uh, I was a little, uh, little. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go, we'll go like right here. You know, but still, was okay to play. Mm-hmm. So I still think, Jason, I still think it's on its way. Um, I, I mean, because I don't here's the thing: is they they scrapped it right, and they thankfully, like we're talking about with Metroid Prime being as good as it is both on the GameCube and the and the Wii other than Metroid Prime Trilogy when they forced try to force the Wii controls onto Metroid Prime 1 and it just didn't really work as well but um they went back they scrapped the game in 2019 and they went back and got retro and said retro go do what you do yeah and, and, I, and again I some don't of the talent they brought be, on like it, um, it will come on I bet it will I just don't think it's going to be like this close to dread. I think it will take at least two, maybe three years. I I think twenty. I think either holiday twenty twenty two or you know early twenty twenty three is when I agree. I I agree. I don't think Um, you have you have better games in the pipeline right now, and you want to put it up against. I mean, you have Breath of the Wild too. I mean, that's the thing is, I think we see Breath of the Wild too before we see yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I, t- I totally say yes, of but course. I do think it's got some priority with Nintendo. Yeah. I think it's going to come out in 22. I, I don't agree. think so at all. I don't think no. so. Really? I, you, I, you, I, I do you think 23, 23. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I do. I, I'm, because I'm, I, I think the, like the big part of the game being scrapped is that is a rare, rare level of transparency from Nintendo. Like it I is. was stunned. And if they are that, open about we are scrapping this like i think it got dusted all the way down yep. to the bare bones maybe a maybe scrap a of the plot full. stayed oh. maybe a tree maybe so an a asset com- of a tree oh. stayed but like so a complete yeah. restructured like well and that's the thing is to your, that is, that to is your true. comment about the transparency right that's the first time i can ever remember nintendo coming out and saying this does not meet our standard. Yeah, that is actually pretty. That is true. Bandai yeah. Namco is gone. All of it is scrapped. <laughs> we are starting fresh, and they they actually vehemently came out and said we are giving it to Retro. Retro is coming back to do it. Which honestly, I think they should have done in the first place. But two is it makes me wonder what game was Retro working on at the time that got scrapped i'm actually kind of interested in that too because the last one retro really did was was. tropical freeze yeah was donkey kong tropical freeze you know so um they've been kind of stewarding that franchise as of late so i wonder what what got scrapped in its place but metroid has enough Uh. of a following 
and it's always, it's always so that elusive like you want that behind the scenes kind of like that kevin smith or the the tim burton uh nicholas cage superman movie like you want to know a little bit more on what was going nobody on nobody wanted that nobody wanted it but i want to <laughs> like i want to know the story i want to know what was what was presented either because yeah. it was going to be bad so i, I <laughs> like same thing with metroid like it had to have been so bad. Yeah, and it was. I mean, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why I'm I'm right there with nine. I'm like, uh, if we if we see anything, anything, it'll be. Like, I think we get maybe okay. maybe 2023. I mean, well, I think we get a, a trailer. I think we get an official kind of like teaser trailer in summer of 2022 with the whole Nintendo. This is coming you know, sometime down the road or whatever. The kind of like that tease we got for Breath of the Wild 2. They're like, hey, here we go. Um oh my God, I, which I, I know I cannot wait for Jerry, that. you're I looking towards that. that. Um, I'm gonna buy every amiibo. I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. I mean just oh like me with I can't even imagine the amiibo like well, how elegant they're gonna look with the whole oh my God. Yeah. That's that, like me I, that's Metroid. my game. That's that's my game. Yeah. I love yeah. That's the game I, I play for the most. And breath is not my breath is not my favorite in the franchise. And three full runs too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so game wise, how did what did you think of Dread? Oh, <laughs> without without any spoilers because sure. being it just came out and I know a lot of people have beaten it already. Mm-hmm. Some of us are still working on it and and just taking our time with it and enjoying it. Yeah, I I guess. I, man, so I, I already told you when we were just chatting a little bit earlier, yeah. um, SMT5 still has to come out, so we'll see, but it is right now leaps head and shoulders ahead of every other game, I think, for game of the year. I think it's going to win a bunch of awards. I think it's going to deserve those awards. Um, it so artfully leads the player along without directly telling them where to go while still giving room for exploration. Samus has never felt better to control. Uh, exploring the map for 100% is actually fun this time because uh, Samus moves. She moves and it's great. <laughs> yes. Um, but I think uh, another thing that kind of stuns me about Dread and something that should not be overlooked, I think, is it is... So I finished my 100% playthrough in just a hair over 11 hours and I, I stopped to smell the roses. But this was not a quick run through. This was a normal, like playing through the game, looking around, checking every rock playthrough, 11 hours. Um, when was the last time an 11-hour game made this splash? The fact that we are getting an 11, like 10 to 11-hour mm-hmm. game for full completion, mind you, in 2021, I think is stunning to me because it's all about content, hours, yeah. all this stuff, padding. Yep. And Definitely. I mean, this is a this game has trimmed its fat. It is clean. It is sleek. It looks great. It sounds great. And I mean, I, I could go on about it. It does a great job of teaching the players. It's more advanced mechanics in very natural ways. There's no like stop and do this tutorial. Uh, once you get past maybe like the first minute of the game, it just expects you to learn if you want to progress and yeah. it does so in a very kind way. So uh, did uh, you, okay. So have you only done one run on it or you, have you done another run? So I've only I, I've only done one run, but I've watched hours of speed runs. So I almost have you, <laughs> have you seen the videos of the ones that are getting morph ball and bombs before Kraid? Yeah. 
I'm, uh, I, I've seen those. I've seen a ton of different uh, sequence breaks. I think one today it's, came out that uh, skips two very important like late game items and cuts off a significant part of the game. And they're all built. That's the other thing is like, it's people are like, oh, we found this glitch. Like, it's not a coincidence that that platform is just high enough for you to get to if you do like this like very yeah. intentional thing. Like, it is so artfully crafted. And the one that you mentioned right there, there's a cutscene for it. Like, that's not a yeah. gl- like it's intentional. <laughs> and they have so intentionally given you the opportunity to do these different skips. I will tell you the speedrun. I actually know the speedrunner who was the first to do it. I believe. Um, actually a former Splatoon commentator named Vesper, but uh, he's completed the game in under two hours now. We are under two hours. <laughs> Damn, two hours? <laughs> yeah, and that's with some sequence breaks, but for the most part, it's just, I mean, that's, to use a common phrase, getting good. Like, yeah, it's quick movement, knowing. it's sharp movement. Like, you know the game, you know this is here, this is here. No unnecessary deaths, clean movement, and... I that's mean, hitting some any counters hours. real well, yeah. too. I mean, and Emmy's I mean, no joke. That's, that's yeah, because the controls, the like, you're, you're quick moving. Because I've, I've been watching Matt, like, you're quick moving. So you really have to, like, know the mats kind of in and out, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, <sighs> go ahead. Yeah, that's I feel, cool. Yeah, I feel it's, it's going to get under the Damn, hour. Two hours. Probably, by the end of the year, probably in under an hour. Like, it's, they really? always find, they always find a lot of breaks. And yeah, I don't know how they do it. I mean, it's really interesting, but. Yeah, not gonna lie i've gone in a couple of places i shouldn't have in terms of progression but that goes back to me and super metroid and going into some rooms going well how the heck am i supposed to get up there well i'm just going to move into a morph ball and i'm going to bomb jump up an entire freaking you know wall and i've done that a few times and and i loved that touch that they put in the game is that you know, once you get the timing of the bombs, just like in Super Metroid, you can bomb jump up walls. Mm-hmm. And there's stuff hidden in the walls that they're kind of rewarding you. You know, it may just be a missile tank or something, but they're rewarding you by kind of leaning back into Metroid's history and mm-hmm. doing some of these Easter eggs. That's pretty you know? that's that's very clever. That's so, cool. Yeah. It's it's yeah. clever, and I also think it's I, I don't want to go so far as to say that it's the love child of fusion and super because that's maybe too high of praise that can possibly be like <laughs> held up to. Yeah. But I, I will say like there, there is the DNA of fusion is in dread. Like it is, yeah. you, you do have some guideposts, but it's not nearly as overt as it is uh, in, in fusion. And there are so many opportunities, like you said, to look into a room and just honestly ask yourself, do I have the tools here? And more often than not, unless it's explicitly a block that you very clearly cannot blow up yet, like the answer is probably going to be yes. Samus has never moved better the way that you can preserve mm-hmm. momentum. And there's a couple, and again, since we're not talking spoilers, there's a couple new movement items in this game. Yep. Whoa, whoa, what were they thinking? Why did they give us this? <laughs> Forbidden yes. power. Sweet. Yeah, it is... Honestly, for me, it is well worth the 60 for it. I mean, honestly, to you with Fire Emblem, you know, and Splatoon, for me, Metroid, I'm going to be that homer and be like, yes, here's my $60. It doesn't matter. I mean, the second I knew Dread was coming out, I'm like, here's my pre-order. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and what sucks is, is because 
I was working, I didn't get a chance to watch the Nintendo Direct when they announced it. So by the time I got off work, the collector's editions were gone and up on eBay for twice the price. The Amiibos were gone. Couldn't pre-order those, which I got to give my boy some love. He kind of showed up with the Amiibos. As a it was a nice, for, yeah. It was a nice thank you gift for uh, for Matt from us and the the rest of the Crashing Game Night crew as a thank you for everything that you did. And these things are oh, awesome. Yeah, they're awesome, dude. And the fact is, it's like it's pretty much a scene straight out of the game. Like when you put them side by side, it is a scene right out of the cutscene when she sees Demi for the first cool time, and she's like, "Well." crap <laughs> and the the um, quality in the amiibos too they're getting way better because the, they look clean it's to the point my all my amiibos are now out they've come out of their their box that they were in nice and i've made some room so i have all my zelda ones out i have all my metroid ones um i have my fireball mario one out chilling now um God, and my, zero my samus is on its way scream when when breath <laughs> of the wild 2 it comes out yeah oh my so, god so nine, as of right now, with Dread and everything else you're playing, what is your favorite game that you're playing right now? Uh, sorry, could you repeat that? I think my internet is uh, taking a, a no. It's fine. So, <laughs> so my question was: of the games you're playing right now, um, what's your favorite that you're playing right now? Ooh, um, that's a good question. Just favorite favorite game as a whole, any specific console, like what? No, uh, just kind of what you're playing right what, now. Yeah, what's occupied? What, what's taking up your time right now? What are you into? And that right you're now? loving so playing right now. Yeah, yeah. So um, obviously, God, I told you I'd do it again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ocarina of Time randomizers have been my my big love recently. Um, I could take up an entire podcast about that game's design and why I love it so much, but um, that's the big one. Uh, obviously dread outside of that. And, uh, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon puzzle league for the N64 recently. Uh, it's another deep love of mine. And, um, you know, those are, those are kind of the big ones. Um, a little bit of don't starve together with my girlfriends, but, uh, for the most part, um, I'm really kind of before dread, I was really just kind of kicking the can down the road until SMT five. So that's going to be the one that really takes up my time. And, uh, can you explain, uh, the, Ocarina of Time randomizer? Like, what is that? Yeah, so the, the easiest way to explain it is an Ocarina of Time randomizer. Um, you start off typically as adult Link. You have access to turning between young and old immediately. And your goal is to get, and this is, there's a million different rule sets you can apply. Uh, your goal is to get six medallions, go to Ganon and beat Ganon. The difference here is that all of the items are spread in random chests all throughout Ocarina of Time. They've all been shuffled. Um, and the... Mm-hmm the medallions are spread as well. So instead of going to the Shadow Temple and beating Bongo Bongo to get the Shadow Medallion, you might get that with King Dodongo, for instance. Yeah. Oh, so cool. It's, it's I was watching a, your oh, latest dang. one, and it's cool. Oh, sweet. It's like, it's cool. Yeah. It, oh, that's a cool challenge. Cool. It's a yeah. great challenge, and it also, I think, illustrates a lot of the brilliance of OOT's design because so many parts of OOT, like, they they connect in ways that you wouldn't expect. Like um, the Deku nut items do way more than I think a lot of people knew for just like basic items. There's almost two or three ways to do anything in that game. And the temples hold up. Like 
They're not mm-hmm. cin- they're not overly cinematic. You can kill almost every boss in that game with just good stunt like timing on your stabs. It's not even like huge glitches for a lot of them. It's just incredibly replayable and um, and the the soundtrack is oh, well, oh yeah fantastic. It is one of those ones you can hear a certain melody from that game. Oh yeah, you know exactly where you are. Yeah, that's that's one of the if not the best Zelda game. But that's um, that's amazing. That's, uh, I wish that's actually pretty cool. Would, that's a cool challenge. I wish Nintendo would actually release officially their soundtracks. Because it's I would rare love that. too, um, right? That's also is. rare. Um, they did Mario Odyssey. Um, I think they did the, Galaxy as well. Uh, yeah. Um, that's right. So pretty much I reason I have most of my Zelda music is from a violinist named Taylor Davis. <clears throat> Um, she's gone in and you know she does all of them in violin and whatnot and they sound amazing um but it's allowed me to have that that nick <laughs> you know um because i mean that is some of the most the memorable soundtracks for me for, are from nintendo like i love i love the soundtracks to uncharted and horizon and stuff like that but for yeah, me but, but you like you, you hear could, certain you tones tell, you can like, tell from the tones yeah mario i know or like it's mario it's zelda like it's, even even sound effects that's how impactful nintendo is or your sound effects me, are right so recognizable yeah. or like i can know it, that's linked to the past i yeah. know that's f zero one. i know that's mario world and and stuff like even even worlds within super metroid just some of that music you just know so so yeah so jason what have you been playing um like i said i was uh i'm trying to finish up uh the last or the third phoenix right uh trials and tribulations so nice um getting that one done uh then uh, at the same time, um, again, just going on a constant mahjong spree. <laughs> like that's I, so. I'm so. I'm like. I'm so impressed so, that you that you started that, dude. That's so cool, dude. I, I blame, I'm actually really again, jealous too because I, I, I blame my to learn friends. That game. I blame my friends. Like seriously, he. I've just been addicted. Like no tomorrow. <laughs> like we have our own. Like we have our own set now. So that's funny. Anytime you guys nice. want to play Mahjong, if you guys come through, I'll teach you. It's easy. It's not that hard as people think. I'm definitely um, down. At least just basic, you know, like don't have to get into points or stuff like that, but just basic Mahjong mm-hmm. is tons of fun. I've uh, <laughs> been doing that. Uh, trying just taking it easy a little bit, you know, just not really trying to get too crazy. Uh, I've been watching my wife play, uh, re8 on the ps5 and uh dude like we we don't even have it here because we don't have a large like hd 5k 4k all that stuff (laughs) so we have it at the in-laws and i kid you not dude like playing it on like a 75 inch tv with like just dead like just Mm -hmm. lights off everything (laughs) i I yeah. almost I almost trapped myself for a second. I was like, just, <laughs> the dog the dog literally barked at the same time like a picture frame moved. Oh, and geez. I was uh, I was just like, that's, it. that's, that's it. so like, funny. I'm closing the door, the dog is going away. Like well, nine and no, I are on the same not. page. Like nope, could not. Could not. <laughs> <See ya>. so. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I had my fun. I'm done. You know this game. <laughs> I was like, that was the. 
and that's the funny thing Perfect we talk about art you're talking about re right i made that comparison like to emmy like emmy is like tyrant or mr x in re2 and 3 that it's just hunting you just all and you make a wrong turn and you're dead <laughs> huh. yeah so uh, that's been cool uh you know uh about about to start integrate pretty soon just because now that i finally have a ps5 i'm like yes i can finally <laughs> finally excited so uh did you uh did you transfer your save file uh well, haven't yet again like we've we just got it like a few well, days ago so we're so like here's a here's a tip you transfer your save file over it'll get you the platinum for the ps5 version so you don't have to replatinum it if you. I mean, like maybe, maybe we'll see. Anyway, I know. I'd like to pride myself in being the game again before Jerry beats it. You know, like oh, uh, oh my god, you're so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so we know Jerry's not playing Final Fantasy VII. What have you been playing, Jared? <laughs> It's open season. <laughs> Again, nine. This is Dang just uh, it's coming. It's, 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 it's coming left <laughs> and right here, man. Because until until he finishes, I, know, like, I yeah, gotta dude, finish like, that. I really do gotta finish that game. You're but, uh, at the end. You're at the last chapter, man. You're I know, literally, right there. But uh, let's see, uh, Death Proof um, or Death Loop uh, right now. But actually, uh, Far Cry Six has been taking up my time. Um, but uh, exploring it more and like you know how I am with Ubisoft games, uh, this is gonna this is this is a game that's probably gonna take some time. I'm I think I'm gonna yeah. focus more on Ken, uh, Kenna and and Deathloop, finish those up, and uh, I'm actually I'm actually excited because I'm picking up Dread tomorrow. So you're actually gonna do it? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. I've I've wanted so to do it, and I've wanted you to watched get enough it, of but... me playing it that you were like okay. That one night, that one snippet of the night, yeah, I was actually pr- pretty convinced. Like quickly, uh, it looks great, so I, I do, I do end up wanting to get that. But uh, I want to finish the other two. But Far Cry right now, nice. But yeah, how about you? To me, Matt? it's just been actually my Switch has been dominating play for me as of late. Well, yeah. um, Dread. Really. Well, I mean, even then, it's like um, there's Dread. Um, animal crossing like i have gotten that bug again on animal crossing again i don't know what the heck it is but like i am hopping on every day getting my fossils i'm gonna do a fishing run to try and get some of the fish i don't have i'm gonna go see it's funny you're saying this because Um, i remember being made fun of when i was playing a little favorite game called (laughs) red dead uh, red dead (laughs) 2 for fishing Um, so and I'm farming fish and all of that. <laughs> and you know, um is that but, one, I mean, is that third one in Animal Crossing? Did, no, I, did no. I miss a patch? Did I miss a patch somewhere? <laughs> no, but uh no, so I'm looking I am looking forward to the direct tomorrow um to see what they're gonna add because honestly the last real content we had added was the anniversary stuff for Mario. Um oh yeah. Which of course Cody wanted some for his house, so he's got Two thwomps, a superstar, oh, one-up mushrooms, nice. coins all in his house that I built for him. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, I'm having fun with it. You know, it's it's one of those ones I'll, you know, I was for a while there, I'd go every once, every two weeks, hop on my island. But, like, as of late, every day I am hopping into the island and I'm at least in there for a good half hour. At least. Nice. Um, um, Kana has taken a backseat, of course, to Dread. You know, 
Um, I think the only thing I've really turned on the PS5 for in the last weeks or since Dreads come out is just to play MLB The Show. Because, you know, I got to I got to keep taking it to your boys. Not Um, in real life, though. No. Um, (laughs) Is this a bad time to say that I'm a Cardinals fan? Um, how do we feel about you want to know hold on hold on so hold on that's okay nine uh, i'm gonna say this with with all the respect and love in the world but uh you got to see what i'm not missing in arenado that when the lights are on and bright he doesn't show up (laughs) i mean i would Um, argue it was our closer that probably uh botched that one a little bit or that I mean, the uh, the black magic that we summoned to win seventeen games in a row probably ran out. Too. Well, no, I mean that was that was impressive because yeah. I mean at one point the Cardinals were looking at as being dead in that in, in the oh, wild yeah. card, and all of a sudden they just they yeah. they stomped a mud hole in everybody, and the Padres, of course, epic collapse to the point where Tatis and Machado were sitting there yelling at each other and throwing stuff at each other in the dugout, but. Um, no, I mean, honestly, it was a good trade because I like Gomer. He's a good pitcher and, and whatnot. And, um, but it's, it was one of those things. I was, um, a buddy of ours, Drew Creaseman is a, one of the beat writers for the Rockies and him and I talk about it all the time. I was like, dude, Arenado, his whole career in, in for Colorado, when the lights come on during the postseason, he kind of just shirks away. You know, and I, I hope he comes out of his shell for the Cardinals. I really do. Um, because I think, you know, you look at like Matt Holiday, right? You guys got he got him from us, too. And I mean, Matty just he showed up. He showed up. Can, for you the Cardinals. Give him, can you give him back? Like at this point, he could probably <laughs> scratch out a, a small ball hit in the bottom of the eighth for us. Right. Uh. Um and I, I will say this, Jerry, your boys right now, bottom of the fifth, it is tied zero zero right now. It is winner take all though. So nice winner go home. So this is their uh, third elimination game. Now I'm going to get the game on after. So, <laughs> so yeah. So for all those that um, have joined us on in, in Twitch land and um, are going to be listening to the podcast, so nine, how can people find you on Twitch and social media? Yeah. Uh, so the, the nice thing about having a weird name like nine whole grains is that, uh, it's very easy <laughs> to secure the handles. That you like. <laughs> so, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at nine whole grains and on Twitch at nine whole grains. Um, I'm not much of a streamer, which might seem weird to hear from a, uh, commentator, someone who's esports uh, like adjacent, but, um, you know, it's a, uh, I don't know. It takes a lot out. I like to put on a show when I stream, kind of put on the character for a little bit. And, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you just don't have the energy to do it after a full work day, but yeah, I mostly stream, Definitely. uh, these days, uh, Ocarina of Time speedruns or Zooter Zelda Ocarina of Time randomizer. So, uh, that's Sweet. mostly what I stream. Um, of course the occasional Splatoon stream after a big tournament to kind of recap what's going on, but uh yeah for the most part that's what i'm doing on twitch on twitter you'll probably see me posting about rock climbing and my kitten so if either of those interest you then uh that's (laughs) that's the content you can find there um and the question we ask of all of our guests which i don't know how far back you kind of caught some of our episodes and whatnot i know lately we've been having repeat guests so we haven't asked them but when it comes to being able to actually have a game night with family and friends Mm-hmm. You know, 
back before COVID took back, a lot yeah. of that away. What is your favorite game to play, regardless if it's a console, board game, card game, whatever it is, what is your favorite game to play for game night with the family and friends? Woof. Well, I, there's really only one answer here, um, just based on, I guess, legacy here. I've been with the same D&D group for four years now. So awesome. um, nice. four I, years. I can't, I can't really say anything else with that being there. Yeah, um, no, that what's your build? Right there. Like, what are you so, running? We, we just finished our third go around of uh, we just finished a water deep campaign and that one I was an Eldritch Knight, but uh, we're, we're starting a new uh, game cult divinity lost and then we're going to be playing city of mist after that so I don't know what my build is yet because we're I, we haven't decided <laughs> it yet, yeah, um, nice. but I, I've played pretty much everything so yeah um, that's obviously the big one. Uh, four years, it kind of blows my mind. Um, the guy who's hosted it has lived in four different houses since we started, so it's wild <laughs> to think about all the that is, but that's awesome, videos. man. That's yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> all right, so cool. I'm glad that's awesome. So, with everyone out there in Twitch land and that's going to listen to the podcast this weekend, uh, as always, guys, thank you for crashing game night with us. It is always an honor and a pleasure to at least try and bring some laughter and joy to. Everything that's going on in life right now, um, you know, it's regardless of where you're at, um, you know, we we feel honored that you you join us and turn us in. And if this was your first night hopping in and, and checking us out, um, thank you for taking the time and, and coming out and checking us out. And if you like what you heard, uh, make sure to hit that follow button here on Twitch or on the podcast platform that, of your choice. Also, um, we'll have the video on demand put up on on YouTube. Um, but uh, as always, guys, just be excellent to each other and stay frosty. And boom goes the dynamite. There you go. <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining. Thank you, nerds. I love it. And Nine, thank you for joining. You are always welcome. Uh, and we would love to get more insight. See you. And, and you know what? Hopefully uh, things get a little bit normal. And hopefully we can actually uh, meet up at a, an E3 or a convention or something. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, I'd love uh, to. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, once again, guys, the struggle is still out there. Please support your uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, Stop that Asian hate and support your LGBTQ plus communities. Um, If you see something, record it. Uh, Don't just stand by or, you know, lend a a hand. And uh, let's just spread more love and joy out out in the world. And uh, I'll see you later, guys. Yeah. Bye. Again, nine. The couch is always, always welcoming to all of our guests. You know, you're always welcome back. <laughs> um, and we want to thank you for that. You know, uh, a lot of like a whole new insight on uh, mm-hmm. different part of the oh, yeah. esports yeah. community, community. Because like I'm used to uh, fighting game community, um, so having the platoon is like that battle arena, like bridge crossover that you know we're we all need and it's very very path very fast paced so um but again thank you again nine uh hopefully we'll be able to see you again uh on another podcast hopefully um and again guys out there as i say every week um please if you have the ability to uh get vaccinated uh it is because we are not out of the this uh this time yet that we wish that we could get to a lot more 
uh, conventions, a lot more tournaments. Everything. Yeah, a lot more tournaments, a lot more conventions, mm-hmm. just overall gatherings. Um, so please, please, if you have that ability to get vaccinated, as well as thank you to all the other um, retail workers, all the frontline workers, all the healthcare workers, all the dock workers right now at all the, the port of LA and the port of Long Beach right now. Yes, that are now going twenty four seven, twenty four hours a day. My boys out there. I already know a few of them out there that are running those like super, super swing shifts. So it's all the dock workers as well. You guys are doing an amazing job, a phenomenal job. I know there's a lot of pressure on everybody about it. So please um, just thank, thank you. Thank you. If you have a chance to thank them, just thank them because they're, they are literally putting their lives, their mental health, stress, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. to help get us back to a normal pre-COVID, I don't even remember life. Um, it's true. Right. Though. It's, it's a, it's, we, we shroud ourselves in games and we enjoy it. So please, for all those out there doing all the spoilers, please stop because there's nobody good. Because then we're just yep. we're losing out on finding the good stuff out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, anything else you want to add, Nine, before we uh, close out? You know, little shout out here and there. Um, well, I guess thank you uh, for for having me on here. This is, uh, I mean, these are the conversations I enjoy. This is the good stuff. It's a very apt name because, um, you know, it's a. Uh, my, I started Splatoon commentary technically by just chatting with my roommate at 2 a.m. about the game and about the players. And this is the same vibe. Y'all, uh, y'all stand for the right stuff, if I may say. And um, thank you, man. That's uh, encouraging <laughs> and uh, just makes me uh, even happier that I got to that I got to join you guys tonight. So the thank you. Thank you guys so much. Cal- like I yeah. said, literally is yeah. always yeah. open for everybody. Yep. For all you guys always just. Anytime, hit Matt hit up. Me up. Like, Yo. If you're if you're bored one night, we we do it all at the same That's time. Right. And if you want to hop on, just shoot me shoot me a message. Be like, hey, mind if I hop on with you guys? Yeah, it's like crash. Did you hear, did you hear this happened? <laughs> and then bam, <laughs> literally crashing game night. Um, there we you go. know, we've had we've had some past guests that'll just hop in for a few minutes. Yeah, you know, like a couple weeks ago, we had you know John Bentley hop on. He just crashed it and then hopped out. So um, <laughs> beautiful. So Jason, as always, still in the words, Theo's line. In the words of my fellow baby faced, you know, <laughs> clean shaved homie. <laughs> TTFN. That's all for now. Night, everybody. Bye.